Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minibus, Jurassic World by Minute Time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And here we are back to discuss Minute 112 of Jurassic World. Before we get that, David, heading back to Jurassic-Media.com, we're going to revisit the Indominus Rex article one last time for this film anyway. Because <laughs> uh, this is our de deux of the uh, Indominus Rex for Jurassic World. I've scrolled near the bottom so bottom end of the article just to... Uh, it has a bit of a write-up there on... This final battle and uh, where we then see her again coming into Fallen Kingdom, but I thought it's probably one last chance we can discuss the Indominus Rex across the entire film. Uh, we've seen we've seen her pretty much throughout it now. Do we do we like the addition of the hybrid here? Could it have been uh, just another random theropod, Carnotaurus or something here? Or now that you bring it up, I. I'm just thinking that, like, the Carnotaurus, as we got it in the Lost World novel, probably could have fulfilled, like, 90% of the, of the, uh, what the Indominus does, except, of course, in size. Because we do see Rexy take down an, an Indominus, or the Carnotaurus in, uh, Fallen Kingdom. Perhaps if they, like, enlarged it, like, Disney did in the uh, dinosaur movie because I mean with the kind of Taurus and having the camo ability it kind of goes back to the Dilophosaurus and when the idea of when you clone these things you don't know what you're going to get from them there's soft tissue that the fossil record doesn't preserve and that's basically what the um, Dilophosaurus is meant to represent and I think that <clears throat> the uh, Carnotaurus in the Lost World novel fulfills that same kind of idea. And honestly, the Indominus Rex is not subtle at all. I think the having the Car Camo Carno would have added a more a larger layer of subtlety to the entire idea. That's actually why I like the Indoraptor better. I feel like it's a subtler idea than the Indominus. It's not as loud. It's not as in your face about everything. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I reckon it could have. Obviously, obviously, it exists because Hoskins wanted to try and work out 
all these sort of different little additives they can add to the yeah. dinosaurs. We still have the raptors in this film. That could be the Opus project could be the start of where they want to go with the hybrids. Whereas the raptors, they're working on the being the ability to have the bond and do what Owen says and everything else. They could have had the Carnotaurus as the other side of it, where they're making it have given it the ability to camouflage and maybe some other tricks um, that Wu hasn't discussed yet. Mm-hmm. And still had it. It's 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 not as big as a T Rex, so having the Tyrannosaur released at the end of the film makes sense because it's bigger, so it should be able to take it down. Even though that <clears> just <throat> gives you a whole new problem. Um, mm-hmm. You could add the it senses thermal radi- radiation and whatever else to it to to give it those aspects so it still plays as it does in the film. But mm-hmm. we really, we only ever really get the four raptors go at it in the jungle scene and they turn on um, Owen that anyway. So in the final fight where you've only got one or two raptors that are ever going to attack the Carnotaurus, it's not too small for um, for that those sort of scenes. Mm-hmm. And it would make it a lot easier for the Mosasaur to be able to drag it back to the water too. <laughs> And the other thing being, like you said, the raptors, I mean, they turn on their handler, say they get outside, they realize that th- that this is what they've been missing. They like that. They like outside better. I mean, I understand that cats actually do the same thing, that if you let a cat roam outside, it'll want to be permanently outside. Mm-hmm. And I think if you did that with the raptors, you get the same effect, of course, much quicker because they're more intelligent. But once the raptors see what they're missing, they're gonna be like, "I'm gonna go in the back to that little cage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay out of here." That's basically <laughs> what happened with Blue at the end of Fallen Kingdom. Is that she re- she got those couple years of freedom. She liked that a lot better than that dinky little cage, and mm-hmm. she wasn't going back into another one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not going back in there at all. I, I even have the same thing with my blue tongue lizards. I let them roam in the backyard, and then when you try and pick them up to put them back in their enclosure, they don't like it one bit. <laughs> um, As they say, you can't miss what you never had. Yeah, yeah. And it sort of it also lend or go well into Fallen Kingdom there, where we get the Carnotaurus come out of nowhere in that scene before the Tyrannosaur attacks it, <laughs> um, and it would have. Um, well, I suppose it was only going to die here, but. Um, we know that there's more than one on New Blur anyway, so yeah, I don't know. I I still think it's um they spent the money on the CG for for the Indominus. It looks it looks the best out of any of the animals throughout the film, and of course it's the big bad. So mm-hmm. they um they done well there and spent the money where it was needed. It would have been good to see an animatronic of it, but um, I think there's some scenes where it looks it looks good enough that. Yeah, fine. Don't worry about the animatronic. <laughs> but still, I mean, I know for the most part that in general, or in uh, the past, the main point of interaction for animatronics has been the head. That's why the only the torso up was built for the T-Rex for the Lost World. Mm. I think that if you slim that down even more, especially with an animal the size of the of the Indominus Rex. You have one that's like an arm animatronic and you can get your use out of that. And then you have another section that's that's just the head. That's actually exactly what they did with the Indoraptor. They had a section that was just kind of the head and neck and shoulder. And then they had another part that was just the arm. And that's really all they needed for the interactions that they got. 
Hmm. And there's scenes scenes in the film here where the head and arm, that sort of thing, would have been perfect for when it's mm-hmm. um, putting its head into the garage when Owen and Claire are hiding in there behind the Jeep. That's a perfect mm-hmm. scene for an animatronic right there, bringing it on its rails and mm-hmm. have it all have it all um, moving and stuff. <laughs> but... Or the interaction that uh, Gray and Zach get with the Indominus in the uh, gyrosphere. For the most part, it's all you ever see is the head, and then you get that one shot of the hand coming down and smashing on the glass. That could have easily been a practical effect. Yeah, yep, agreed. Agreed. But anyway, that's um, that's the Indominus article on Drastic-Pedia.com. Uh, Dave, how about we discuss her demise? All right. Evacuate the island. We'd never reopen. All right, minute 112, Jurassic World opens with Blue being thrown into the Jurassic Trader and ends with the Tyrannosaur and Blue staring at each other. As we end the fight in minute 112, Blue is thrown into the Jurassic Trader as we discussed last minute, but quickly gets to her feet and leaps back into the action. Owen and co. run for the front door but are blocked by the Tyrannosaur and uh, she fights the Indominus some more, ramming a header up against the building, uh, destroying part of it, and as sparks fly, the Indominus falls to the ground. I love the effect here where there's actually pieces of the building stuck out of a shoulder or neck. Um, yeah, I like that too. That you can see like pieces of rebar just sticking out of the Indominus's body. Yeah. And I also like I also like that move that Rexy. <laughs> I know I'm starting to sound like a wrestler <laughs> and not so here, but I do like this move that Rexy does against the Indominus, where she basically shoulder checks her into the um into the building. And that's kind of almost a move that I've imagined T-Rex is using against each other because I know that for the Lost World, the scars were added in the on the idea that the um, T-Rex was fighting other T-Rexes for dominance and mating rights. Mm-hmm. And I always imagined that that big bulge of cartilage, the ridge over the nose on T-Rex probably would have been a nice good use for battering. Like I know that um, giraffes, those horns that they have, they will lit- the when the males are fighting for dominance, they'll literally ram their heads into the body of the uh, of the opposing giraffe. Mm. And I always thought that would have been an interesting thing for T Rexes to do, since they're mostly all head. Yep. And unfortunately, it's something we don't see in the Lost World too. Where hang on, this <laughs> is going to be bad. It's it's how mm-hmm. they we assume they um got the RV on its roof as well. Well, that's how the T Rex seems to have this thing about flipping vehicles. So I imagine <laughs> that maybe flipping Triceratops or something would have been the proposed method of hunting, because we see the T Rex flip the flip the Ford Explorer, and then they flip the RV. So obviously they like flipping things. Yeah, and the Indominus is part Tyrannosaur, mm-hmm. and we do see it flip that the yeah. Ankylosaur over. To be able to kill it too, mm-hmm. so maybe there's a little bit of a trait trait filtering into there. Um, I have lost where I was. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and we also get the music start to slow down here too, um, suggesting that maybe we are nearing closer to the end of this fight. Uh, Blue leaps up onto the Indominus's face and holds on as Rexy bites down on its neck again. And Dyrex manages to f- um, fling Blue off her head, 
just before the T-Rex bites the neck again and pushes her into the ground, uh, destroying a section of the lagoon perimeter fence as she does. I wonder if the fence is electrified because the fence sparks up and crackles when we um, when the Indominus hits hits the fence. Yeah, I side thought I thought maybe the because the fence does have the red flashing lights or the red lights on top of it, but mm-hmm. the red lights don't go out here. Yeah. I don't know why you'd need an electrified fence here around the Mosasaur enclosure, especially one that doesn't have warning signs on it and is more prone for people leaning up against it to look out over the lagoon and the Mosasaur coming through. I mean, that's a good point, but I was also I was thinking it was maybe electrified because we do see the Mosasaur leap out of the lagoon and onto the edge of the... Uh, concrete here, and I was thinking that maybe if they were electrified, that would have been a deterrent from her doing that. Like a couple times, after a couple times, she tries to whack the um, she tries to whack the fences. She knows to stay away from them. But going back to uh, earlier, not so much the feeding show, more so when uh, when Zara got killed, mm-hmm. the fences, the 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 boardwalk's pretty high off the ground. Yes. Indominus does jump up and get the other uh, Mosasaur does jump up and get the Indominus here in a minute. It's it's not as if it's just brushing against the fence. If it's going to jump up and commit to getting someone standing on the other side of the fence, then it's probably going to do it. And even when she does do it, the fence is still there. It's just sort of hanging down, so she'd still be getting shocked. You'd think. Yeah, true. Um, unless the breakers get tripped, but oh dear, I just don't know. Because earlier we see Gray and Zach run up to the fence to watch mm-hmm. uh, Sarah get killed. They don't flat out put their hands on the fence, but you think the camera's right there at the bars looking back at them. You think you'd hear the hum. Um, and there's no, um, there's no kind of like guardrail between visitors and the fence. I mean, you can I can see off to the side of the shot. There's actually some kind of infographic here. It looks like it's like maybe an infographic for the mosasaur or the lagoon or something. Yeah. And you look at any any handrail fence, the first thing a kid or person is going to do is run up to it and put their hands on it to brace themselves. <laughs> um, yeah. And and to stop the Indominus, uh, the, the Mosasaur being our get-ups, something simple as having like an invisible invisible wall coming out from the base of the, the boardwalk or something just so she can't get right to the right to the wall underneath it or something. Yeah. Because um, you've got to imagine there'll be people up there throwing stuff to be throwing all sorts of things over that fence as well, trying to get its attention. Mm-hmm. Candy bar wrappers. Yeah, yeah, empty soda cups. <laughs> Come here, you stupid fish. <laughs> I'm a fish, it's a mammal. Uh, and all of a sudden they get their soda tipped on them. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the Dominus gets to her feet slowly and roars back at the Tyrannosaur in blue. Um, obviously getting ready to start her attack again, but before she can, we do get the Mosasaur leap up from the lagoon, uh, biting the Dominus across the neck, and the big girl is literally dragged, kicking and screaming, back to the water, uh, never to be seen again. Well, in this movie anyway, but mm. I sort of feel for the Indominus here, like, <laughs> she's um she's going. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned the music swelling. I do like those uh, slow, loud horns that we get as the... Um, music slows down, and then we get that uh, choral swell as mm. the 
Mosasaur leaps out and drags the Indominus to a watery grave. Yep. Yep. I do like, though, when she jumps out of the water and bites down on her neck, she kind of adjusts the, she adjusts the bite before dragging her back down. <laughs> oh, she's probably lucky here, the way she's bitten down on the Indominus, it's sort of all the jaws and dangerous parts are pointing away. Mm-hmm. Away from her, um, yeah. Before before Fallen Kingdom come out, I I assume that the Indominus would have been able to get free of its jaws and it'd be back as a uh, as a bad guy maybe in some part in Fallen Kingdom, but that was not to be. Well, I mean, she was a... in she was there in DNA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the age old thing. We never see a body. Uh, obviously, we've never seen the body of Blue and Blue come back. So true. Um, and we, but saying that too, we never seen the sibling, the dead sibling, and I, I still was thinking that was going to come back right up until the end as well. I Somehow. know that was another one of the considerations for E750 that yeah. Wu lied about his demise and renamed it. I also love here too, where we get the Mosasaur come out and start dragging the Indominus back, and the Tyrannosaur and Raptor just look there. And <laughs> we do get a slight reaction from Blue where she sort of uh, brings her head back and snaps her jaws a little bit, but. I suppose you can't really get a holy shit reaction from a Tyrannosaur. Let's see that you're watching this just happen. I like when the uh, Mosasaur, you can hear the Indominus kind of gurgling, roaring as the water churns from the light. Mm. And again, yeah, it's just great how we, the lagoons aren't lit by the underwater lights and we get to see that tail sort of disappear into the darkness, taken away and the sound, mm-hmm. as you said. Going to join uh, Zara and some Tyrannodons <laughs> in this Mosasaur's belly. Mm-hmm. And of course, the whole time you can see the um, hotels are lit up there in the background with the lights along the board or whatever walk they have uh, against the. They probably have a beach over there, I think, don't they? Yeah, they got the all the umbrellas and that out because that yeah. section of the lagoon's fenced off. Yeah. Now, that fence, I understand why it'd be electric to stop the, <laughs> stop the Mosasaur getting into the, the resort area, but I suppose while you mentioned that, there was... I don't think it was a deleted scene. Like they played it on the website, uh, or the DPJ might have. We had the actual um, POV from guests in the resort where we could see across the lagoon and see the... I think it was more so the fight, not so much the Mosasaur coming out of the water to get the Indominus, mm-hmm. but that footage does exist in one form or another. Which, again, would lead to the reason the park isn't open because a lot of people seen what happened. Yeah. Uh, so you got to admit, that footage probably sells for quite a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, you basically got the two largest carniv- carnivorous her- uh, theropods on the planet duking it out, and you're filming the entire thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're watermarking all over that thing. <laughs> Sell it to the highest bidder. Um, but uh, as the minute ends, the Rex and Blue uh, look at each other. Uh, Rexy has some more scars that are bleeding, and uh, Blue puts one foot back, preparing to run. Not quite sure what's about to happen, but okay, Rexy's taken some more damage on here, um, mm-hmm. but she's alive. Yeah. Indominus actually, now that I'm looking at her and the mosasaur's mouth looks like she got it worse in the end like there's scratch marks slicing her up and down 
Mm. I'm guessing that's probably Blue's handiwork. Yeah, yep. Yeah, being able to get those those claws deep deep in the flesh. Anything else on that before we get to novel comparisons? Uh, no, I do kind of wish that it wasn't that um, Blue, I mean, sorry, that the Mosasaur wasn't such like a one-trick pony. <laughs> I mean, like, jumping out of the water and grabbing something is kind of, like, all she ever does. Yeah. Well, she does grab one thing in the water, but that's the start of the next movie. <laughs> um, and, well, the Mosasaur wasn't dangling it over the water here, too. It it makes you wonder how, especially with how quick the Indominus gets pushed through the fence and the Mosasaur is just there waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do get a little bit of a, um extra bit in the novel that maybe maybe attracted her to the area. It's also, yeah, we, we've got the we've got the Tyrannosaur here to supposedly go head-to-head with her and, you know, we need the Mosasaur to finish it off instead. Mm-hmm. Taking, taking a little bit of that victory away from Rexy. As Blue re-enters the fight in the novel, uh, she takes the attention away from the Indominus uh, long enough, or takes the Indominus' long, attention away from the Tyrannosaur long enough for the T-Rex to slam her into a concrete building, denting it. And Indominus uh, fell to the Lagoon Broadwalk with a thunderous crash. So possibly the Mosasaur felt the vibrations that threw the water, and um, that's what drew it to the water's edge there. Uh, Blue and the Rex roar as one, united by an unnatural common enemy. Uh, lame. <laughs> and uh, what happens to the Indominus in the film pretty much is the same as what's in the novel. So not a great extra bit to add there. Uh, Dave, anything else to discuss Indominus... 110, 112, or should we just get heavy for today? No, I think we're good. 